Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Sunday, April the 24th, 2022. It is currently 3.03 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Now, I know it's Sunday afternoon. I don't know how many will be listening live, but if you are listening live, again, I do appreciate it. I know it is Sunday afternoon. Most likely, you've already had a Sunday school lesson. You've probably already had a sermon, um, and there's a good chance you're going to get another sermon this evening, depending on if your church has a Sunday evening service. Obviously, there are all kinds of other things you can be listening to online, but I appreciate you taking some time to tune into this live broadcast, and hopefully we can, uh, well, challenge you on some very important subjects and some very important things. I don't know exactly how many live broadcasts I'll be doing this afternoon, but at 6 p.m., we will be a lot back live on the air, uh, returning to our study of Matthew chapter 24. So there you go. All right. Um, oh, someone is headed to teach the youth in about 20 minutes. Well, that is awesome. I pray that it goes well for you. Hopefully, uh, the uh, young people will be receptive to God's word and God will bless the teaching of it. So for the person who's listening uh, currently and headed that way, I hope it works out great for you. But but uh, let's, I, I guess this person only has, uh, I don't know how much they'll get to listen. So maybe we can give them something before they stand before the young people listening. Uh, but let's just jump in. Let's just jump in. But thank you everyone for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. But I, I hope this will be beneficial, all right? I want you to think of two very important phrases. You've probably heard of one of them. The other one may be new to you, but they're very important concepts, right? Have you ever heard of this? So heavenly minded, so heavenly minded that the person is of no earthly good. That someone can be so heavenly minded that they're of no earthly good. So heavenly minded that they are of no earthly good. I want you to think of that phrase. Someone is so heavenly minded, they're of no earthly good. Now, I want you to consider another statement that's really the opposite of it. All right? So, So heavenly minded, of no earthly good. What about someone who's so earthly distracted that they're no heavenly good? Someone can be so heavenly minded that they're of no earthly good, but some people could be so earthly distracted that they're of no heavenly good. I want you to really think about those two phrases, all right? Again, so heavenly minded of no earthly good are so earthly distracted of no heavenly good. If you were to take those two pillar opposite ideas and kind of draw a line between them, where would you rate yourself? Are you someone who tends to be so heavenly minded that you're of no earthly good? Or do you happen to be one of those people who is so earthly distracted that you're of no heavenly good? Where do you fit in in between those two? And I wonder, is it possible in some way, shape, or form, that there can be a little bit of both and all of us as as professing believers. Is it? Are there times that we are so we're so as this again as the, as the phrase goes? Is it possible that there are times 
that we're so heavenly minded that we are no earthly good, of no earthly value? Are there times that is true of our uh, true of us as Christians, and then are there times that we're so earthly distracted that we're no of no heavenly good? In other words, is there is it possible that we can be a little bit of both? I know it's easy to make this an either or, but I wonder if there if there's a little bit of both of this that in some situations. There's a Christian and they're so heavenly minded that they're really, they're just, they're of no earthly good, of no earthly value. And there's a disconnect. And then there are others that are so earthly distracted, they're of no heavenly value. They're no of no heavenly good. I think maybe there's a little bit of both. Here's the reason I'm bringing this up. At 8.58 a.m. this morning, as I was getting ready for church, I received an email and I don't even know from which ministry. I think it was from Back to the Bible Ministry. And I I received the email, and the email starts with this, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Colossians 3, 2. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. All right, that seems pretty straightforward. I'm supposed to be setting my affections on things above. But if I do that, could I become someone who's so heavenly minded that are of no earthly good? Is, is, that a, is that a possible danger from that verse? Well, let's see what they have to say in regards to these two principles. So they quote, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth, Colossians 3, 2. They're quoting from the ESV. Then this is what they write. Again, this is a, 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 from an email that I received early this morning from a ministry. Here we go. As a little kid, I remember how the adults used to say how Grandma May was so heavenly minded, she was of no earthly good. Now, speaking of the person writing this article, now that I am Grandma's age, I'm a little afraid to know what people are saying about me. It's probably he's so earthly distracted that he's no heavenly good when it comes to spiritual life and discipling others. Now, it's just interesting that they, they place this, these two principles within the context of, of like, a, you know, generations. Here's grandma, and people used to, uh, to talk about grandma saying she's so heavenly minded, she is of, of no earthly good. Now, the writer of this author say now that he's Grandma May's age, so obviously it's been a, a, a great period of time, and now he's older and if he was to ask, I wonder what people are saying about him, he is, his fear is that people would say, that person is so earthly distracted, they're of no heavenly good. Is it a generational thing? Do you think there was a time that the problem within Christianity is that everyone was so heavenly minded, they were of no earthly good? Do you think that was an actual problem or that was just, you know, a... a a kind of a a derogatory thing to say about people who are trying to set their affection on things above. You know, that that person, in other words, here's a person trying to set their affection on things above, not things on the earth. They were trying to love God supremely. And so the criticism was, oh, they're just so heavenly minded. They're of no earthly good. Or do you think that's a legitimate, a legitimate complaint, a, a, a legitimate criticism Do you think there was a time that the church was so heavenly minded that it was of no earthly good? Do you think that's a legitimate criticism? 
Yes, this is one of those broadcasts where I'm just going to ask question after question after question after question because I love doing this. I like like getting people to think. Sometimes I don't know if it actually works, but I, I do my best. Is that a legitimate criticism? Now, we, so whatever, I don't know how old Grandma May was or, or, or when Grandma May lived, according, according to this author, that don't give dates, but let's just say Grandma May lived in the 40s or the 50s. Let's say that generation of Christians, their problem was so heavenly minded, there were no earthly good. Well, is it true that in 2022, the problem with the average Christian is they're so earthly distracted they're of no heavenly good as as far as the spiritual life, spiritual growth, discipleship, or anything else, because they're so earthly distracted. Did we replace? In other words, is this is this not is this a difference between one perspective that's right versus another one that's wrong? Is this a, a difference between wrong and right, or is this the difference between two flawed ideas? Let's see what they have to say here. In fact, we, meaning me, you, and the body of believers, have such a problem of sharing Jesus with anyone that we're in a severe shortage of disciples, and we wonder why the U.S. is in such a mess. They're like, hey, the problem is, if you look at the church today, people are so earthly distracted that there are no heavenly good. They're not. Ma- we, we, we talked about this yesterday. I talked about it this morning in my sermon on Jude, in our, in our Sunday school lesson on Jude, that there is a, a disconnect in the church right now with a lot of people in the pew saying it's not saying it's not my responsibility to disciple anyone. It's not my responsibility. And they're saying there's there's a shortage now. No one wants to make disciples. No one wants to witness. And their argument is because everyone today is so earthly distracted. Let's see what, what they have to say here. All right. Um, it says, oh, we need to consider how completely distracted we are most of the time each day. It's another barrier in sharing Jesus with those around us. It may be a barrier in sharing Jesus. I think it's a barrier to spiritual growth. I think it's a barrier to lots of things from a spiritual perspective. How distracted are you on a daily basis from the things of God? For whatever reason, I have learned to accept the fact that I spend most of my life pretty distracted, never getting to focus for very long on any one thing. They say the average person is distracted or interrupted every 40 seconds when working in front of a computer. According to this, this is, they, they say, they say, we don't know who they are, but I've seen similar studies that say basically an average person is distracted or interrupted about every 40 seconds. They say, they specify when working in front of a computer. I, I think today people are just distracted basically every 40 seconds just because of, you don't even need a computer. You have that thing in your hand called a mobile device, a phone. You carry your computer around with you. Do you think you're distracted about every 40 seconds? Every 40 seconds. Now, what are the unintended consequences of such distraction to one's spiritual life? I remember, this is dating me, that there was lots of criticism um, about MTV. 
not not just because of the content, but just because the videos were the way they were edited. It was just one scene, another scene, another scene. They were fast paced. They were all chopped together. And so they, they said it was going to shorten the attention span of young people, that MTV was going to be detrimental to say the educational system because these young people are sitting all day watching MTV where it's going from one thing to another thing, one scene to another scene, and all of these fast edits and all of these cuts that when now when kids get to school, they're not going to be able to pay attention. So it was going to be derogatory to the education of children. They blamed it blamed it on MTV. Then in the 1990s, they were blaming it on uh, video games started getting a lot of the blame. And now it's TikTok. It, there's always something that, hey, this is going to destroy everyone's attention span. And I think everyone just has bought into it. Well, yeah, everyone has a short attention span. So for many within education, even within the church is, hey, you, you, you got you to change the way you teach. You got to change this because people's short attention span just can't handle it. There may be truth to that, but I think the real issue is each individual, every individual listening to me has to ask themselves and have to be honest. How many distractions do you encounter every minute of a day? Now, according to this, every 40 seconds, every 40 seconds, a distraction occurs. Every 40 seconds. Now that's a lot. You 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 can you can tell whether you, whether you agree or disagree. So do, do, and then the question is, how does that impact your spiritual life? All right. Let's see what they have to go on to say here. All right. If that wasn't bad enough, someone from the University of California, Gloria Mark from the University of California, uh, er, uh, helps quant, uh, quantify it. She studies digital distractions and asks people to estimate how many times they are distracted during an average workday by their social media feed. Take a moment and estimate what it is for you during an average day. Whatever the estimate, whatever the estimate, she tells you and me to multiply that number by 25. So take a moment and estimate what it is for you. In other words, how many times are you distracted during an average day by, say, your social media feed or text messages, or just something on your mobile device. Just any any distractions you receive on your mobile device. Now, I know some of you are probably making a joke right now. No, I'm only distracted by your never-ending notifications from you doing live webcast. Okay, I understand. You do get a lot of, of distractions from me going live. I understand that, okay? But there's probably, I, I don't know about your device. I have it set up from... I have so many different podcast apps on my device and I get notification after notification, new podcast, new podcast, new podcast, new podcast, new podcast, new podcast. New. They come in almost to say every 15 minutes is being generous. They probably come in about every 10 minutes because I subscribe to so many podcast episodes and so many different podcasts. So, but they say, just estimate basically how many times a day are you distracted, right? And an average day, and then multiply that by and multiply that number by 25. That's more a realistic amount of how many times you're being distracted. In other words, what they're trying to demonstrate, according to research, is that you don't even realize how many times you're being distracted. So you have to multiply the number, whatever you you state that it is, by 25 to even come close to the reality of how many times you're being distracted. According to her research, this is the total. Minutes of concentration you're losing each time you are distracted. 
Multiple studies confirm this. Distractions not only eat up time in the moment, but they derail all mental progress for up to a, to hour and uh, to half an hour afterwards. So here's what happens: you get that one distraction, and you lose, according to this, all mental progress. You're not going to make any more mental progress for about thirty minutes. So you get one distraction. That one distraction, even it may only be five seconds, only maybe 10 seconds, maybe only 20 seconds. That one distraction costs you 30 minutes of mental progress. Well, you just start adding up all of the distractions. Now, that's how much time you're losing and mental progress. That, that's pretty significant. They go on to say, in other words, 30 seconds to check social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok, isn't just 30 seconds down the drain. It's more like 30 minutes. When time simply disappears like this, only the simpler or easier things have the greatest chance of getting done. Since sharing Christ, growing spiritually, discipling others, praying, etc., etc., requires extra effort, thought, time or even planning, it's no wonder that distractions hurt the cause of Christ. I am not fully convinced that blaming our distraction issue is a worthy excuse. Let's examine it and ask ourselves, are we so earthly distracted that we are no heavenly good? And that's where they stop. Now, that's an awesome subject to talk about, not only on a Sunday, but on any day. Just think about if that's true. So let's forget Christianity for a minute. Just forget Christianity. Forget the existence of God. Forget heaven. Forget hell. Forget sin. Forget all of that. Just from the most pragmatic perspective, your life, all right, is limited. Okay? You're born, you die. And you don't know when that death date is going to occur. So you have limited amount of time on earth. You're given 24 hours in each day. Right? And you don't get that back. You don't get to save it up. So we all know that every day, it's like sand through the hourglass. It's just, it's passing and it's gone and it's gone. And just think about that. That if in every, for every one distraction you get, you're losing 30 minutes in that day of mental progress. That's where a lot of times you feel like your day went away. Your day, yeah, your day disappeared because most of it went to you looking at your mobile device, not even doing anything of great significance. So that impacts mental progress. Now, what are the consequences to the body of Christ and to Christians and to spiritual growth and to worship, and to prayer, and to praise, and to petition, and intercession, and confession, and to study, what is the consequences to all of those things because we spend most of our life so earthly distracted? 
Now, you may, you still may be arguing, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what about those who are so heavenly minded? They're no earthly good. Well, we do, we do need to see if that is a negative thing and talk about it. But I think for now, for most Christians, it's not about being heavenly minded. It's about being so earthly distracted. We're not setting our affection on things above. Our, our thoughts and our affection is firmly rooted right here on planet Earth. In fact, it's firmly rooted right there on your phone. That's why you're always bowing your head to it. So what, what, what is a possible solution? There's not a great one. I will say this. I think that's why it's extremely important. Now, every time I say this, I'm going to get pushback. I think it's for spiritual discipline. I think it's very important to have physical Bible, physical Bible, a physical journal, a physical journal, and a physical pencil. And that you, when you engage in time with God, do everything you can to set aside, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking my iPad and placing it on a chair away from me, removing your digital, your mobile device. Now, I know what you're going to say, but that mobile device has wonderful tools on it. I agree. I'm saying do everything you can without it before you touch it. I, I think a couple of things. Turn off all notifications. Like Whatever you're getting ready to do with God's word. If it's going to be 15 minutes, it's going to be 20 minutes, it's going to be 30 minutes. Turn off the notifications. You may, you may have, be able to, I don't know if you can set it up where it'll send out a note if someone texts you that you're currently you know, involved in spiritual disciplines, whatever, or you're currently just cannot be bothered right now, okay, for 15, 30 minutes, okay? If you have to send a message out to everyone, don't bother me for the next 30 minutes, whatever the case may be, all right? So you turn everything off, try not to even touch the device in any way, shape, or form while you're spending time in prayer, study, whatever. And then if you do have to use it, if you do have to use it for one of those tools, say the Blue Letter Bible app, which I'm always telling people to use, then you open the device, go only to the Blue Letter Bible app, only use it for that, and I don't care if you see a notification. I don't care what you get on your phone. You do not open anything else. You don't open anything else. You don't mention it. You don't do anything else, at least for that period of time, so that you give specific time for spiritual focus without distraction. I think it's something we have to fight. Now, I don't know if the previous generation was so heavenly minded there were no earthly good. I don't know. Maybe they were. Maybe maybe there's still some Christians today who struggle with that. I think our problem was so earthly distracted we're no heavenly good. And to think that each, each distraction takes 30 minutes, oh, man, that is depressing. That is depressing. That is depressing. One of the things I absolutely hate is many of you know that I obviously love music. So, um, and so I have I have two iPads. The one iPad is dedicated to music. That's it. That's basically it. Now I will use it to listen to podcasts or things, but for the most part, it's just stripped down to just 
to just music. That's it. That's all I try to use it for. And then the other one, the other iPad is where I, uh, you know, everything else is on it. Now, what I will have, a, so I, so on the music one, I, cause I don't want notifications. I don't want anything coming in to, t- to mess up the music. I don't want anything messing up my music. I want it to be able to play. Right. So I, I will take the iPad pro. I put it up on a stand. I have it hooked up to my Yamaha amp and have it all, you know, all the good forever, all the good sound equipment. And I get everything up full display of, uh, you know, the album uh, artwork. So it's awesome. It looks great. Okay. But what I find myself doing over and over and over is Got the headphones on. I'm looking at that, you know, the beautiful artwork for, you know, the iPad Pro. And I guess what I tend to do? I walk right over to the other iPad and look for notification. Or I'll check a news article. Or I'll check this. And all of a sudden I'll be like, I'll be like two minutes into a song and I'm like... What? I just threw my pencil down. What am I? I just want to like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why, why are you being distracted? Pay attention to this. Now, I, one thing I do try to do is if I'm watching a movie that then everything is all mobile devices are far away from me. I don't want to see it. I don't want to touch it. I don't even want to look at it while I'm watching a movie. I do try to do that. Because I don't want the distraction because before you're over, the show ends, the movie ends, the TV show ends. Did you even really, was it, were you even really paying attention to it? Or were you just passively looking at it, passively looking at that while your focus, your, think of it this way, you're glancing at the television show or whatever, and you're focusing on your mobile device. I think so many times in our spiritual life, we're only glancing at God and focusing on whatever is going on on the things that distract us, which tend to be our phones. And it's just, it's got to be detrimental to us spiritually. It has to be. I think we've reached a point that I don't know if we can even I don't know if we can even relate anymore to the concept that someone could be so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. I don't even know if we can relate to that concept. I don't even know if we would know that if we saw it. I don't even, I don't even know if we would be able to recognize it, but we can all recognize being so earthly distracted that we're no heavenly good because it happens. We've got to get back to a spiritual discipline of, of folk, of, of spiritual focus, spiritual focus by cutting out the distraction and having time like sacred time that is protected from all of the, we've got to place a protective hedge around us that says, no, for this, for this time, I'm going to focus on Bible study. I'm going to focus on Bible reading. I'm going to focus on scripture memory. I'm going to focus on whatever. Even again, we, we, we talk about the sermons 2.0 app all the time, right? Like if I go to the sermons 2.0 app, let me open it up really quick. I've done the same. I, I guarantee you've done the same thing. Okay, if I open up the Sermons 2.0 app, let me do a refresh. There's currently 32 live webcasts going on. That's wonderful. Wonderful, right? But there's 32. Now, here's what'll happen. You'll start one and then immediately, because I, I, I'll watch the numbers. Someone will listen and then they'll go to another and then they'll go to another because there's 32 of them right now. There's I'm looking at all of them. There's 32. Well, you know how easy it is just to kind of, you know, channel surf going from one to another to another. You've got to focus. Another thing on, on Sermons 2.0 app, there's millions of sermons or the Edify Christian Podcast app. There's millions of Christian podcasts. Well, guess what? Sometimes you'll hit play 
It's on your mobile device. And then next thing you know, you're looking at your mobile device and you're doing this or you're texting so-and-so or you're responding to this or you're looking at this. And guess what? That sermon that you were listening to, you're 15 minutes into it, 20 minutes into it. You couldn't tell me what was said if your life was dependent upon it because you've been distracted. We have to find a way to say, okay, I'm getting ready to listen to a sermon. So hit play. And then the phone has to be put somewhere else so that you can't see it, that you can't touch it until that Christian podcast episode of that Christian sermon is over because we're so earthly distracted. You, you, can, you can tell me whether you agree or disagree. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. I, I will just, just look around. This, I would challenge you to do this. I don't know. Some churches are very, they're, they're trying to, some churches try to be very strict on it, but I think for the mo- most part, most churches are, do not. I think if you look around, I can't speak for, say, a, you know, obviously a Catholic church, but in most the most evangelical Protestant churches, if you look around the sanctuary on, during a Sunday morning, look at how many people are looking. They may be looking at their phone because their Bible's on it, but I, you wonder how many, I, I guarantee, I, I've seen people like in the middle of the sermon, they're back there texting and you're like, you just kind of want to stop and go, hey, you tell them I said hi, you, you know, that would, that's, that's great that. You know, we're, we're, we're preaching here, we're middle of a sermon, you know, right here, right here. We're, 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 still, we're still in church, but people will be texting people. Who knows what they'll be doing on their mobile device? Now, it's great that the mobile device is there because you can use it for the Bible. You can use it. But in many cases, wouldn't it be better to not be using a Bible on your mobile device, use an actual this, and then put your phone in your pocket, Right? Turn the notifications off, and then if, if, if let's say, in, in, in my church, I may say, okay, everyone open up your phones to the Blue Letter Bible app, you go use it, and then immediately turn off your phone and put it back in your pocket, and you're using this so you cannot be distracted because, you know, the one thing about the Bible, a physical Bible, you don't get any notifications, no pop-ups on your screens, nothing. It's just the Word of God. That's why I don't even like study Bibles because I tend, I think some people get distracted by the notes. That's great for reference, but not for when you're, you're, you're initially studying. So I just think that we definitely, I think we've become so earthly distracted that we're no heavenly good. I don't know the previous generation, maybe they were so heavenly minded, there were no earthly good. Now we're so earthly distracted that we're no heavenly good. I, I, I think it's completely flipped and Whatever the problems was of being so uh, heavenly minded to be of no earthly good, whatever those problems were, they may have been real problems and real consequences of being so heavenly minded. But now we're so earthly distracted that there are serious negative consequences happening in people's spiritual life. Forget their spiritual lives. Just how much of your life is being wasted. I mean, if you have a Facebook account, Twitter. I mean, how much of your life is spent on doing that? You may convince yourself. Everyone always convinces that they're doing something great and wonderful and they're, they're fathering the kingdom of God. In many cases, you're, you're either just preaching to the choir because you've blocked anyone who argues with you or they've blocked you or you just find yourself in arguments or you just paste, posting pictures. I don't know what you had for lunch or who knows what. And you have to ask yourself how much time goes to that. Remember, one distraction equals 30 minutes of, of, Stopping all mental progress. One distraction, 30 minutes. 
If you think that one distraction for social media is worth 30 minutes of your day, that's great. When that 30 minutes turns into an hour and that hour turns into an hour and 30 minutes and an hour and 30 minutes turns into two hours, some point you may want to stop and go, man, I, got, I, I don't want to throw my life away here. I think this raises an important question. I just wanted to read the email to you. And I, I just, again, they don't really offer any. The thing is, they don't offer any answers, which I found funny. Like, here's this ministry going, hey, guys, I think we have a problem. But they don't have any answers either. So uh, you can let me know. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. All right. I'll be back uh, probably here shortly. And remember, 6 p.m. will be live broadcasting. And uh, there you go. All right. Thanks for listening. God bless.